You don't want to miss the next podcast from More Faith, More Life. My guest, Kathy, my wife, Kathy Gray, is going to be here. And we're talking about grief, and it's going to really help you in a world that's hurting. You were made for more than the status quo. I'm Pastor Steve Gray, and this is the More Faith, More Life podcast. This podcast is for Christians with an ambitious heart who want to be more for their family, do more with their career, and see more of God's promises in their life. I've spent many years as a worship artist, minister, nonprofit leader, bold truth speaker, and most importantly, father and spouse. When I was in my early 40s, I was craving more, more from God and more from life. I'd done everything I was supposed to do. My life was good, but it wasn't good enough. So I spent the following years diving into the Word of God and searching for the biblical principles that would bring me closer to God and help my purpose and life flourish. That's what I want to share with you. In every episode, you'll get practical tools based on real-life experiences that you can put into action to redefine your faith and, ultimately, your life. So, if you're ready to do more, subscribe to More Faith, More Life, and hear an unfiltered biblical truth every week. It's time to be and experience more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast, More Faith, More Life, with my special guest today, my wife, Kathy Gray, of 48 yeah. years. And we are still learning about each other after 48 years and developing in character. But uh, we can say, I said in, to some people, I really think that there's a special bond that happens after time that you don't have in short time that's why i always tell everybody who ever married kathy i always say stick with it stick, stick with, with it. it you'll be so glad that's right uh, that you did yes. well today kathy we're going to talk about something that um normally i don't talk about because it's just not something i teach on but um i talked to you about it and i felt like there's um a lot of heaviness in our world today so and much. there's a lot of heaviness on our society mm -hmm. and so i ask you to come on and talk just a little bit about grief and where to put that in your life um as they might not know but you've had several episodes of of loss in yes. the last few years yeah uh, well we'll just say three three losses three losses so you've had to deal a lot with grief over a short period of time just in the last few years and yeah. And I want you to just share about what you've learned, what you feel about it, um, things that you know about it, and uh, where do you draw the line between having it and not having it? When is it too much, too little? Right. Things like that. Yes. Well, you know, grief is caused by a very sudden, abrupt loss. Something unexpected has been taken from you uh, permanently, never to be returned again. And when that kind of grief happens, uh, you go into uh, unbelief, disbelief. Uh, lots of times when grief occurs, it, it um, shocks you. And, and frankly, for me, I became very angry. It's something that makes you angry because it's something that's been taken from you permanently. It will never be returned, and there's, there's a void. When you lose a person, there is an instant void in your heart. Even if you've been preparing, even if you know that someone is going to pass away, or as Paul says in the Bible, to, to go to sleep, which I prefer to say about as believers, is when someone you love so much and you know it's coming, when they breathe their last, there is something you're not prepared. 
you can try to prepare yourself to lose someone that you love, but there is no preparation for grief because grief is not God's way. Yeah. Now, yeah. So here we're going to mix these two together because grief mm-hmm. is not God's way. God Correct. did not create us to grieve. In fact, we know that yeah. because when the kingdom of God comes or when you get to heaven or wherever like that, mm-hmm. there it says there's no sorrow, there's no tears, there's obviously no grief. Yes. So that was his intention. However, because sin entered the world and death entered the world, and as everybody knows sort of about that, we have things to grieve because we lose things that God never intended us to lose. That's and right. I, wanted, uh, and I want you to mention something because there's that tension between the two of a phrase that you decided when you found yourself in grief yes periods a phrase you decided you didn't want to use anymore yes and I found that I realized that it's really a bad habit among so many people and including me and that is to say the phrase good grief yeah you know like real expressive and then one day God convicted me of that they are like opposites of each other good is who God is and God is only good to us, and he has only good to, to bestow upon people. And grief is the total opposite. Grief is horrible. Grief leaves you in a vacuum. Grief is an attack on the human soul. And so good and grief have nothing, they have nothing in common with each other. So I was convicted, and I said, no more. And so um, what you'd say, though, too, grief, though, because we're in this world and there's a lot of things that go wrong, um, grief is natural yes. to our healing if we what? Yes, but, but we have to handle it correctly because, you know, Steve, you and I, we've been together 48 years and we've seen and we've helped people because we ministered yeah. side by side for 48 years and we have seen people who... Christians who would not let go of their grief and when you choose not to let go of your grief it becomes entrenched into your soul and then it begins to fester and then it like covers up and and as you deny your grief or you blame someone else you cannot let go of it 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 becomes a threat to people's souls and sadly I've seen that I have seen, I have seen in whole families, people, whole families that choose to never let go of their grief over a severe loss, but there's something we have to learn how to do is we have to let go of it because if we don't, it will ruin our lives. It will ruin our relationships. It will ruin how we view life, how we how we view other people, and we begin to view people with um, jaded eyes. And, and then you know what happens when you don't let go of it. Then you begin to look for a scapegoat. You be- become frantic, and you're looking. And instead of letting the Holy Spirit help you work through it, suddenly there's people who have had sincerely a bad loss, but they dealt with it wrong, they dealt with the grief wrong, they began to cherish and feed it, and now they are, they are lost from, from life. They are like, they're like shells. So you have to learn how to deal with grief, and, and you know, I had to learn, and I had to walk through it. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful because the Bible says the Holy Spirit is 
the comforter. Right. Yeah. How about this too? When just I know personally for us. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, let me back up. Okay. I think what you're saying is um, grief is not natural to us. We weren't created to be grieving people. Mm-hmm. When all the scriptures and the being created in God's image is different mm-hmm. than that. But however, we almost need to give ourselves permission, I guess is a good word. We have mm-hmm. to have permission given to ourselves and by others to, mm-hmm. to grieve. However, yes. what we've practiced in our lives in every area, not just grief, yeah. is I've always taught, and it's helped a lot of people, mm-hmm. that you have to kind of like draw a line yes. and say, I, I give myself permission to grieve mm-hmm. or even sometimes be afraid, but whatever. Yeah. But you, you say, but I'm not going to cross that line. Yes. Now, where that line is for different, it's different for mm-hmm. different people. But. Well, you know, Steve, you, you ministered that to me when there would always be a time when we were driving along a certain stretch of highway, along a certain hospital, that I had so much pain, just memories from, from what occurred there and my loss. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when we would drive by that, I, I know you would admit I would I would burst out I would burst into tears and anguish and crying out and saying why why I hurt I hurt the you know they were so innocent oh, I I can't take this but then I remember once or twice I began to start casting blame and criticism over other people who to me, had never experienced the kind of grief that I was experiencing. And then I would start shouting out accusations and, and bad things about other people who had grief, but I thought, I'm the only one who's ever had this much grief. Those people haven't. Who did they think they are? And I remember one time you slowed down the, the car on the highway, and I thought, uh-oh, oh, when he slows down the car... I better behave myself, but but you. Or if I really, really speed it up, or when, either. Way. Yeah, and I don't know which. Well, I don't know which <laughs> is scarier for me. But yeah. you were like the almost yes. to hit the brakes, yeah. and you said to me, Kathy, you cannot go past that line now. We draw that line. Stop. You cannot go any further than that. Draw the line. Yeah, right. And draw the line between understanding I had to grieve but not go beyond grief, which can really turn into a lot of sin. And it can turn, it's just destructive, then it's destructive. Yes, it is. Or it starts destroying whatever it wants to. Right. And so that's why, but you, and just as we visit with people, that maybe they're not experiencing grief, Mm -hmm. but they might be experiencing anger. And they feel like they have justified anger. And sometimes mm-hmm. you, you do, you get angry about yeah. things like you did, but mm-hmm. you have to draw that line. I can't cross, I can't cross <laughs> and start uh, destroying no. other people's lives, or even my emotions or right. destroying my personality with fear or yes, anger. Yes, you or can't now do I'm that. A, now I'm a different person than what God created me exactly. to be. So that's where that, I think Exactly, that draw is. that line because, because you that know. that was not the you I know. That was not, I had, I had never... Mm-hmm. After three losses, I had never felt such a depth of despair and of a sense of loss and that that anger or frustration. And then the Holy Spirit helped me because I thought, make it go away. Make it all go away and take the memories away. And, you know, with a loss of a person you love, you start regretting things 
that you should have said, that you could have done, that you could have forgiven or released them. Oh, and yes. yeah, and you know, and Let, uh, let's stop there for okay. a minute because that is a different kind of grief. That is that you get where it's not just. I have a loss, but yes. now you have regret grief. Yes. You're grieving of the loss, but you're grieving because of events that took place when they were alive or when they were yes. with you or before the loss. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, that can just get out of control, right? It, it can. And I think for me at least, and I think for many other people, the grief has mm-hmm. to be dealt with, uh, but the regret has to stop first. Yeah. And you, and you really need the Holy Spirit. You need the Word of God. And you need to search your heart. And you understand this. If you, you can't change it. You can't change what you didn't do or how you didn't love. You can't change how you neglected that person or that relationship. You cannot change it. And so, therefore, you've got to have the Holy Spirit and grant to you the, a relief and a release from that and just just plain you know lots of times i think it's worse for women it's like we want to change things and fix things well maybe not i know you always want to fix things but you can't fix what's done and you can't and you know what a, a wonderful thought to have in this as if you experience loss um is my belief at least and everything I can put together yeah. is the person that has left or the loss that you've experienced mm-hmm. they have no grief so they're oh. not looking back grieving over what you're grieving yes. so it's it's all one-sided it's one-sided grief they're not they're not mad they're not <laughs> upset you know none of that's happening to them so yeah. it's it's a one-sided regret yes and so there's just Truth. there's nothing you can do that's and if true. they don't remember it and they're not living it and, and there's nothing you can do about it, then that's, again, that's where you draw the line. That's and right. I remember that now where mm-hmm. we did, I, I found myself in that position with you. And, uh, you know, one of our granddaughters is, she's wise and sensitive. Yes. And uh, she had a talk with me once about that. And she said, now you make sure you let grandma grieve, you know, and don't, because I'm like a perseverance person, yes. you know. And, and yet I said, I mm-hmm. am, I am. And then, but where's that place? And I had to find yeah. that. You had to find it. And I had, but to, find I had to find it. When do I let yeah. it go? Yes. And when do I say, uh, I think that's enough now? You yeah. Know? And you know, I'm so thankful that I have you in my life because you have been, uh, you've been sometimes the Holy Spirit to me, that restraining force with your faith and but your love and your mercy you mean the holy spirit through me <laughs> oh yeah you haven't been the holy spirit you're not the holy spirit you know we know i know that. i know what you but mean. you and i think god needs to help christian husbands understand that their wives need them in these times to allow them to grieve as our granddaughter said but then draw that line point them back to the word and to the Lord and to just being a sound, stable person. Yeah. And, and you're, you were really good at that. But one thing I was going to add, regret, you can't change what you regret. Yeah. It's done. Also, you can't, uh, you can't take away that loss. The loss has occurred. You can never bring, we can never bring our loved one back. We cannot. It is done. They are gone. We cannot change it. So that's a part of the frustration of working through this, but we have to admit it. We have to admit 
they're gone. Now, what do I do about it? And, and I know I've, I've learned this from you, Steve, that there's, as a human being, there's hurts that happen. There's deep wounds. There's events. There's been, be, you know, there's betrayals. There's destruction, you know, that tries to stop you and harm you or destroy believers. But, okay, so that's done. You cannot let that rule you except it's always there. That betrayal, it hurt you, it harmed you, it happened. And the loss happened. And the um, people trying to destroy you or rob from you, it happened. So we have to say it happened. But it's there. And that it is there, it is in us. And I've been learning, it, it's there, all right? And what I've learned from you is, I heard you say one time, I minister now out of, I can minister out of that point of pain, of betrayal. It has not stopped me from ministering to people and taking care of my family. I minister out of that place with more compassion, with more help, with more courage, and um, so you've really helped me in that area. It's and I think that's the that's the victory in it right. all. Is that that's the victory. You take, the, you take what yeah. you experienced. It did happen. Yeah. We're not going to say it didn't. We're not going to yeah. pretend it didn't. No. At the same time, and even those regrets, we take take the regrets that we might have not handled everything right mm-hmm. with what, with the person we've lost, the situation that's lost. Yeah. Then, you, But we can do it right now. We can do it correct with somebody else. Because certainly right. there's other people in the world besides the one we, the, besides the one we lost. Yes. Because there's lots of people still that we can, yes. we can, uh, you know, y- we use can that. turn it. Yeah. We well, you know, it. the apostle Paul, look how beat up he was, how they beat up his body and everything and how, you know, the Jews turned against him and all the persecution and how he'd have to flee to the next city and the opposition against who God had made him and the message that he had. But did that stop Paul from living and caring and loving? Did those, did those uh, bruises and scars on him stop him from moving forward and advancing the message and the gospel did it stop him no it didn't stop him it didn't it stop made him, him he just grew in different ways that's right he grew he, in in a in different ways in different ways way and yeah. uh, and we can we can we can grow yes, we can. out of grief but we grow in different ways and it's yeah. not, you know you don't you're not going to grow into all of a sudden jumping for joy person no that's not the growth no. but the growth pattern is you become a little bit better person better understanding yeah. better to reach other people yeah. and uh, understanding too which we do want to add that God does have a great plan for all of us. Yes, He does. Because this is not permanent. Yes. And so grief is ne- grief is not going to be permanent for anybody Thank because you, Lord. Yeah. this is just um, mm-hmm. this life. What? Well, you quoted the scripture to me that if this mm-hmm. is all we have, then what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, it's from First uh, Thessalonians. Little Bible study. Yeah. Here. First, little Bible study here for you. First Thessalonians chapter four verse thirteen says this, brothers. We do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep 
or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. So ignorant about those who fell asleep or fall asleep. And that's Paul's way of saying they died, okay? We don't want you to be ignorant like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep with him. So that's our great hope for our loved ones that we've lost that loved Jesus. When Jesus returns, he's bringing them with us with him yeah and we got to be a little stricter about that understanding because people are loose about it but really the bible teaches that you're only going to be reunited if you are united with jesus and i've had people hundreds of times tell me when they've gone through difficult situations Mm -hmm. say i don't know how people do it without jesus yes and really that's true because that's part of the grieving victory Mm -hmm. is we don't have to go without Jesus right and he as you have expressed to, to mm-hmm. me before was a man of sorrow and grief yes. because he knew the world didn't have to be this way yeah he knew how hard it was for people mm-hmm. um, and difficult and all the things that he saw knew th- this is not part of my father's plan but yet it yeah. was in this world yes. and so yeah. the promise of another life is to those who are united in him and really don't go through this without jesus yeah right don't go through this you our country is uh, so uh influenced by christianity in so many ways Mm -hmm. if you don't know jesus or what to do you know just go to christian radio if you have to go to the internet and find some preacher Mm -hmm. and surely they're going to talk you through and you and you can connect if you don't know how even right this minute or when we get finished with this just be yourself and say his name and ask for help and tell him you're gonna you believe in him you have faith in him that he's gonna help you and and ask him to be someone in your life your savior in your life and save you from your grief or save Mm -hmm. you from your fears or save you from Mm. the hurt maybe you know there can be grief from divorce even you know it can be grief from stupid mistakes or whatever and uh, so I I think that's Mm -hmm. wise when people say I don't know how people do this without Jesus well don't don't do it without Jesus. Yeah, you don't have to. No, and the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter. Yeah. So He comes alongside if we if we believe and we call on on Him. The Holy Spirit comes and comforts us, so we can comfort others. Right. And I like it about you and for everybody to just in, in, as her example is that she went through these times of grief, but she's not. That's not her total you. That was part of you, and right. it's still. Part of part you, of me, but you got your personality back. You yes. got your life back. Yeah. So yeah, you still grieve. I see yeah. it. But are you still laugh too? Yes, I do. And you still play with the grandchildren. Yes. And you still go to church and you still worship. And so you your personality filled out. Yes. Except there's a part of it that's new, and that's a part that grieves. Yeah. Yeah. But with the Lord's, and it's okay. That's right. Because now that's a part of you. Yeah. But it's not all of you no i think that's a great place where we can put it i thank you for sharing those things people need it it's a it's a tough world we live in and there's a lot of Mm -hmm. things upsetting and grieving about but you can get the help and i just such great wisdom to give us permission to grieve but not to have it take over our lives and and to get filled back out again so you do all the things you grieve you laugh you play you do things well i want to tell them again like i did in the last podcast about this new ebook can they see it if I hold it up here like this, that good? Hold it up there. If you only knew. 
and uh, it's available right now. I don't know how long it'll be because we're going to make hard copies. It's just an ebook now. It's a guide for the clueless generation. And remember, God's got a plan for everything in your life except stupidity, right? <laughs> the only thing he doesn't have a plan for is being clueless. The Bible is a book that you're holding right there. Yes. The Bible is a book to keep you from being clueless. Prayer is, keeps you clueless. Um, all, going to church is to help you be not be so clueless. And this book then, If You Only Knew, A Guide for the Clueless Generation. And you know what? If you go to morefaithmorelife.com right now, you can still get it for free. You can still get it no cost to you. It's only five chapters because I want it to be short, to the point. It talks about America, where we are, and where we're going. But it also lets you know that where we're going could turn out destructive and bad, but it doesn't have to be, right? There are some things that appear inevitable, but they're probably through God. Uh, preventable and so you got to get it it's free why can't and read it though and then send it to somebody else or tell somebody else about it will you do that for us Kathy thank you for being on talking about a subject that we don't talk about much even you and I don't really talk about it that much but you've helped a lot of people today and I appreciate it all right till next time folks bye bye